Hello once again, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of AIW's The Card is Going to Change. And before we start this week's episode, of course, we want to say thank you to those who help us bring the show to you for free, whichever podcast platform you choose to listen. You may not have been able to indulge in Smoke and Jay's Barbecue last week, but they're always there for us at the Odeon, and we love to throw support their way too. Follow on social media at Smokin underscore Jays, J-A-Y-S, B-B-Q, and see what they have to offer. Uh, you can go pick up some food from them in the Maslin area. Uh, certainly, catering is it has been their bread and butter for some time, so you can get an idea of what they offer for your next major event, no matter how big or small it may be in terms of people. Smoke and Jays, uh, they do a tremendous job. If you've got people who don't eat meat and you're worried, what about the vegetarians or the vegans? They've got options. So check out Smoke and Jays Barbecue. And thanks, of course, to the merger of Smartmark Video and Independent Wrestling TV or IWTV. Watching AIW has never been easier. You go to smartmarkvideo.com and purchase any AIW that's ever been available in our archives on DVD or digital download. And if streaming is more your thing, then sign up to IWTV. It's just $9.99 a month. Not only do you get a rotating archive of AIW shows, including our most recent releases and uh, live streaming events, but you also get a plethora of other independent wrestling promotions as well and original series brought to you by IWTV. And I should mention, by the way, that also on replay right now on video on demand on IWTV is this past weekend's gauntlet for the gold, which we'll get into a little bit on this episode of the card is going to change. Let's, As get, always, those, let's get those. Yeah. Let's get those views up. I'm, I want this to be the most viewed AW event in the history of being on IWTV. Well, certainly for the second AIW show in a row, uh, there is a short video clip that will be uh, among the most viewed in in history of AIW. But more on that momentarily. Uh, as always, AIW owner John Thorne is here. Uh, my name is Steve Guy, your moderator of sorts. And uh, before we get into, well, we're not going to listen. I, I should let me preface this. There are going to be a lot of people that want to know a lot of things about Gauntlet for the Gold. We're not going to have time to cover everything. We're not going to review the entire show, but we're going to talk about uh, a lot of fun things that kind of encap- encapsulate the uh, entire day and weekend. So we will mention those. But before all of that, it's time for the shout out segment. And uh, I'm going to leave things off with. Uh, Jeremy Lambert, shout out to him from Fightful. John Thorne, not only did you do uh, that podcast last week, but Jeremy came to our show and ended up winning. <laughs> he ended up being one of the raffle winner. Uh, for really? He, he, Suzuki to, yeah, it's her buckle pad. <laughs> oh, he won, he, won the, he won the raffle? That's pretty sweet. Uh, yeah, yeah, he won the turnbuckle pad. <laughs> he, he didn't win the, uh, the gauntlet for the cash, though. Did not win the gauntlet for the cash. Uh, shout out to our winners there. Um, I don't remember all the names of everyone, but the big stand one that stands out to me is I know, Michelle Carter. I think White, I think White Oprah won too. I think. Um, I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was two. I think it was like a Richard Thomas. Somebody yeah, I know. I know Rick, Rick Thomas won. I thought and, Pedro. Um, 
I don't know. I thought Pedro. I know he said uh, maybe Shell Bell Photography won. Yeah, Shell Bell Photography won. Uh, that and so shout out to Michelle there. Uh, she always she always gives us some amazing photos, and and Gauntlet for the Gold was no uh, no different, no exception. So uh, it was it, it's it's fun that um, in a way we we gave back to her uh, on this night, and shout out to all again our fan photographers because there are some amazing photos that come out from from gauntlet for the gold and all its happenings. Yeah, uh, uh, I think I'm, I, you know, I'm probably in the minority of, uh, independent wrestling promoters, but like, I really hate the pro, I really hate the pro photography. I really love the fan photography. Like, I think it has just such a different grittier vibe. Um, and some of these fans are bringing really, you know, just high grade cameras. So it, it makes it look that much cooler when, you know, you're kind of shooting through the people to get these shots. Uh, there's some great stuff, you know, Michael Porter always does, uh, great stuff. <coughs> um, I'm trying to think, you know, shell bell photography, obviously, uh, Russell Williams, uh, I believe does some, yep. does a bunch yep. of great stuff too. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's all kinds of them, you know, at at bats when he decides to bring his uh stop protesting his uh photography shooting uh he yeah. does some good stuff and uh and in white oprah we've shot we've shouted her out before on this podcast um you know she'll take photos but then she does those like really cool uh graphic Edits. things leading yeah. up to you or after shows yeah um yeah denise does an awesome job with those yeah, it's great. Uh, oh, Jose Rodriguez. There's another one. Jose does all, always, always with some really cool photos. You kind of, st- you kind of stole my shout out though, because I was going to shout out, um, you know, Fightful for giving giving me a little uh, giving me a little airtime um, to promote Gauntlet for the Gold. Um, you know, I have, I really haven't been doing other podcasts. I just don't have time, and they hit me up, and I thought, well. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that. So shout out to uh, Jeremy and Steven Jensen. Uh, it was really just such a great and easy interview to do. Sometimes, you know, you do these podcasts and people don't know too much about AIW. And, um, you know, Steven especially was like very knowledgeable of uh, everything AIW. So it made for a, a really good conversation. I believe it's up on their YouTube page. Um, so yeah, shout out to them, Fightful, uh, everyone for kind of giving us uh, a little bit of uh, extra push this week. Uh, it's interesting because, you know, we haven't really uh, been getting uh, too much of that. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. just so just coincidentally, uh, it happened. And now, you know, as we'll, we'll get into, uh, we made quite a bit of headlines this weekend. Yeah, my only disappointment in your appearance on there is that they didn't know to shout out Mr. Whiskers. I heard Whiskers in the background now yeah. and when you were on Fightful. <laughs> there's, there's only, can't, there's, you can't appear on a podcast without Whiskers. Well, because this is what's going to happen. If I close the door on Whiskers, then uh, she just meows the entire time directly outside the door. Or I let her in, and uh, sometimes she eventually just lays down in front of the microphone and stops bumping into it like she just did right now. So. <laughs> uh shout out also to uh shout out to robles uh from smart mark video uh robles folks is your big hero he is the one who not only did robles 
make the live streaming happen on Saturday. Uh, but perhaps what a lot of people don't know is that then Robles booked it home uh, and you got everything set to go in terms of edit wise to make it clean so that it could go then on video on demand on IWTV. That's him too. So huge shout out to Robles because obviously all of the fun events and surprises were being talked about and uh, he was able to get that sucker up as quickly as possible. And and that's huge. Yeah. He had to take he had to take a little nap first, but uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> Also, you know, shout out to Jordan and Ivan and, yep. you know, the, the rest of the, the Midwest crew that was handling the production uh, on Saturday night. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into all that stuff, too, uh, as we get into the bulk of the conversation. Uh, I think I only got one more shout out and I'm going to. OK. You know, it's 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 kind of the um, it kind of really sums up how the the rest of the week would go. And that is. uh Shout out to my great grandmother, aka Nana, who uh, passed away at 106 years old in 2019. And uh, Nana had uh, she had herself a will, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, Nana was 106. She was a, she was in uh, assisted living for for quite some time. Um, and you know, I, I got mailed the this paperwork like two years ago and you know i just thought it was a formality and uh i got uh i got contacted by a cousin and uh great uncle uh one of nana's uh two remaining children that are alive my uncle bill who's uh great uncle bill who's 83 I uh, got uh, got contacted by them to uh, they wanted to meet up with me on Wednesday of last week uh, to uh, go over closing out the estate and uh, went well, okay sure you know like what, what there's like I, I'm probably gonna have to sign a form that says I saw that there's nothing left and uh, well I was quite wrong <laughs> and uh, I uh, got a little uh, bit of an inheritance on Wednesday which was. Uh, very surprising. <laughs> and, uh, that really kind of set the tone for the week. Um, I don't think I've had a more positive week in my entire life than this past week. So, uh, yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to Nana for, uh, somehow, uh, figuring out how to take care of, uh, this gigantic family, uh, all very well. Cause it wasn't just me that got something. It was, uh, Every living descendant uh, essentially got uh, received an inheritance uh, over the last week, which was really unbelievable when you think about it. Because uh, uh, you know, Nana didn't work, and my great grandfather died in 1994. So all he must have socked away wow. every single, every single penny he ever made. Uh, because yeah, you know, she, that's, that was. Uh... She goes on to live for nearly an additional thirty years off of that, off of his money, uh, and then goes, you know, later in life is in an assisted living home, and uh, still has uh, money to give to the rest of the extended family. So she had five children, and you know, only two of them are still alive. But every fi- every section, you know, of the family, those five. Every every family got like a 
pretty large sum of money to split amongst themselves, which is insane. Uh, so yeah, shout out to, uh, shout out to Nana and Pa. Uh, those are how I knew them when I was growing up. So, uh, yeah, pretty crazy. 106 years old and, uh, still had a trust in, uh, you know, all this stuff set up to take care of the extended family. Pretty, pretty crazy. And I mean, that makes you think like, man, like that is like, just, uh, that goes to show you, you know, that term, you know, that old money, you know what I mean? It lasts, uh, because you would have never guessed non and pa had anything. (laughs) So, you know, they, they lived a very, (laughs) they lived a very modest, uh, you know, what appeared to be middle-class lifestyle, but, uh, I guess they were just putting everything away, uh, to, uh, take care of the family when they were no longer here, which, uh, it's crazy to think about in the situation that, you know, the world is in now, everyone is really struggling, uh, to think, you know, these people came up through the great depression and, you know, all this other stuff, uh, and, you know, saved fucking, I mean, they must've saved literally like every penny. I mean, it, I'm not going to say how much it is, but, uh, you know, and it's not, I'm not, it's not a life changing amount of money, but it is, uh, it was certainly a nice, uh, nice little way to, uh, have a Wednesday <laughs> evening. Uh, so yeah, very thankful for that. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's my big shout out. I mean, it's a great shout out. It's, uh, I mean, my final shout out pales in comparison to that. Mine is just simply, uh, you know, I ran through the Taco Bell drive through cause the Mexican pizza is back and I was very excited about that. Shout out to Taco Bell, but, uh, nowhere near as giving as Nana and Pa. So <laughs> who cares? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's it just, I mean, if you uh, like understood like how many, like, you know, people got got money and like, yeah, a yeah, substantial amount of money, you know, like I was doing the math and I'm like, where the, and the fuck did they get this kind of money? You know, like it's, it's, it's crazy. Well, you know, it, it could also have been a, not, not a massive, massive sum of money, but a, a good amount of money put into an account that was generating a ton of interest and if she wasn't going on big vacations or buying a home i mean she was certainly assisted living isn't isn't cheap but um you know this account just generating interest when he passed away perhaps for the last 25 30 years then well yeah i mean they did have uh, a yeah, house I mean, they did have a house and she sold the house and i i assume you know she had like they had like a trust set up and Mm-hmm. All this, you know, all this stuff, but I mean, it's just, it's really mind blowing to think about. I mean, I don't know. It just really was like, wow, like that is so impressive to be, to be able to do that. You know, like yeah. I could have cared, I could have cared less, you know, I, I didn't think that I was going to get a dollar and I didn't care. You know what I mean? But sure. Um, very, very, very thankful for that. And just very, just I, I don't know, it just makes you think about how, you know, the mentality was probably for them, you know, and it probably had a lot to do with coming up through the Great Depression and all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, just uh, crazy. I mean, just crazy, crazy uh, way to to head into a show week. I'll tell you that. I mean, I had I had no worries. I mean, I, I'll say it was a it was a it was enough money for me to have absolutely no worries about how Saturday went. I'll say that. <laughs> 
Well, let's get into Saturday uh, as you bring it up here. Uh, you know, let's just uh, let's just get right into the, the heart of the matter, the the meat and potatoes, the big thing everybody's going to want to know about, and then we'll work our way from there in terms of other surprises and things that were in store. Uh, folks, if you listened to this show last week, um, maybe the last couple times, you know, we uh, talked about that there would be surprises, and there always are for Gauntlet for the Gold, uh, but everybody presumed that that would be the surprises in terms of who was participating in the actual gauntlet itself. However, prior to the gauntlet, there were two very big surprises. One came in the form of a tag team match. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But the other is the one that uh, the world of independent wrestling is talking about right now as we sit here days later. Uh, I'm I think still going to claim her as our very own. The, the world of wrestling, I think, yeah. is, is talking. The world of pro wrestling, yeah, is talking about it. Uh, you know, many people may know her as DMD, uh, but it wasn't that long ago that she was being introduced in our ring. And I would say, sweetheart of AIW, uh, Britt Baker. So the sweetheart returned home, Britt Baker, now Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and what a monumental surprise it was, not just to the people in attendance, but it was amazing to see and still see the reaction and reception that it is getting on social media because no one saw this coming. Yeah, I mean, if you could have tested my anxiety on Saturday, uh, I mean... <laughs> It was through the roof because I am so pessimistic. I thought something was going to fall apart with this. I mean, travel has been horrendous uh, all throughout the country. Like there's so many variables um, that could have went wrong. And I was terrified. I was so terrified. In fact, I would not look at my phone uh, Saturday morning. I was trying desperately every time I got a text to not look because I thought it was going to be bad news. Um, and it all worked out. <laughs> thankfully, uh, this is one, uh, that I've been working on for a long time. This is, you know, the ace up the sleeve. So, so to speak that, uh, you know, I've been waiting to pull, uh, and we pulled we pulled the card on Saturday. Um, there were various times where I thought it was going to fall apart throughout the last you know month or so, um, and it it all worked out. Um, you know, uh, for those who are unaware, uh, you know, Britt Baker and I are in contact multiple times a week, just you know, uh, talking about the industry, what's going on with AIW, you know, what's going on, you know, with AEW, what, you know, where she's at, you know, she does everything that is going on. We're just, uh, constantly in communication and, um, you know, she's hinted at it, but I don't want to say that there's talents that are off limits, but she isn't really inclined to do indies, you know, like some people really want to do them, um, 
some people don't have to do them sort of thing. Um, and you know, there are people like her who has a, a dental career and a wrestling career and uh, tries to work in autograph signings on the weekends, uh, that are very lucrative. So, you know, it's like, it's just not something that is on her radar, uh, at all. And, you know, they, I'm not, AEW was, was great about the whole thing. Um, and I, I don't think she's really ever inquired to do an indie, um, it's just not something that's, you know, she, she does anymore. So, um, you know, we've joked about it over the years, kind of, you know, about doing it, but I've never really pushed it. Um, and then when we brought Chelsea in, uh, as the surprise a few months ago, then the jokes kind of like started getting a little bit more conversational. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, it start. you know, it was, uh, you know, I would joke with Chelsea and then Chelsea would joke, you know, would joke with Brit and then Brit would, you know, say something to me and then, you know, it kind of went around and then, um, their wedding, Britt and uh, Brian Myers were like, were like partners in the wedding party, and they were joking about wrestling each other at AIW, and um, you know, there was just all these, you know, just kind of different weird things that kept, I don't know, coming around, so to speak. Um, so the original plan it was going to be. Chelsea Cardona and Myers against the Brit city shooters. Um, and then as things kind of started heating up a little bit about a date, um, you know, Fridays are kind of tough because of rampage. So, you know, you have to really kind of zero in on a Saturday and Saturdays are, you know, she does a lot of conventions and things like that. So I will reveal that the doctor is in uh show was kind of a hint, right? Like, I, I don't know right, if anybody right. picked up on it, uh, but we dropped a very subtle hint there that the doctor would be in at the Tadmore shrine eventually. Um, and it almost happened on that day. So it was kind of like we booked Dr. D and I was working on this thing um, just as like a backup plan, so to speak. And then, um, you know, she had a convention and there was just no way based on where the convention was, there was no way because we were going to surprise her. We were going to try to do an angle there and there was no way because the main event was um, Rip City versus the major players. But there was no way to for her to get there, so we just kind of nixed it. And then uh, once we kind of were zeroing in on this May 21st date, uh, Brian Myers had, like, had to leave the equation because he was booked, he was already booked for Swaggle's show in Oshkosh. 
So then it became like some rebooking, so so to speak. But all in all, though, I will say she Brit never like was fully like, okay, I can do it. You know, like we've like we talked about it and she looked into it, but there was never like a hundred percent on her end. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, we just kind of kept kept at it, and then. I said, hey, you know, what about this day? And then she kind of like put it in her calendar for AIW, but never and like didn't take other things that day. But, you know, there's there's a process you have to go through, you know, to get cleared uh, to wrestle on an independent if you're an AEW talent. Um, so, you know, she just talk directly to Tony and um, you know, he approved it, you know, but it didn't get fully approved because you have to remember, you know, she is in the middle of this own heart tournament. You know, she's on television every week. There's uh, she's had some injuries in the past. There's a lot of concern there. You know what I mean? So um, yeah, yeah, it was kind of a done deal. Um, and then it was officially like, I, once I, I, I rebooked the whole thing and I said, because initially, of course, you know, you want to advertise it and all that stuff. Um, but then, you know, once we, the cybernetico thing came into play and we were just at first doing the cybernetico just to do the cybernetico. And then I think that day or the day before I came up with this whole new angle, which is exactly how it played out on Saturday. Um, based on the fact that, you know, Brian Myers was out now. Um, so we needed now, you know, the opposing team, because, you know, Chelsea had to be in the match. That was like, you know, that's they wanted to wrestle each other. Britt really wanted to do that. You know, so now you can't go, you can't go Cardona, Chelsea, and one member of PME. So I'm like, we have to fix this. Um, and then, you know, I just decided, okay, well, we're going to do this with, with Dom. And, you know, we're going to say the Cybernetico winner gets a title shot in Akron. And then you know, that gives, uh, that gives a four on four at that point. Um, so, I mean, it's not like that juicy of a story other than the fact that Rick wanted to do it. Um, and she talked directly to Tony Khan who approved her to do it, you know, and, uh, I'm very thankful for that. He could have said no. I mean, if I'm Tony yeah. Khan, shout out to Tony Khan. Yeah. If I'm Tony Khan, I probably say I I probably would say no, honestly. In all honesty, you know, I mean, this is one of my major stars, and um, you know, it was uh, she really wanted to do it. I mean, that's uh, that's what's really juicy about the about the story is um, Britt really wanted to do this angle. She really wanted to be in there with Chelsea. She really wanted to give back uh, give aiw a moment she really Mm -hmm. wanted to do stuff with with dom josh and wes um and you know pme by default obviously 
so she saw it as a, a great opportunity to, you know, uh, for lack of a better term, you know, give, you know, uh, these other shine a light on these other people from the AW school um, that she did train with and came up with and, you know, is, has been friends with for years and wrestled and, you know, everything else. And, um, you know, so that's, and, and I, you know, initially, you know, I said, it's not streaming live. I'm not going to advertise. Um, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, get rich off of this at all. I just think that it's going to be a cool moment. And, you know, um, she didn't honestly didn't think that she was going to get a pop to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) She had to have thought that she was going to get some sort of reaction. She she thought she was going to get booed. I said, I said, there's no way. I mean, she's, Why she a, think she's, she's, she's a heel on heel. television. and uh, She's said, like, uh, at this point, I feel like she's in between. But, you, you know, I will tell you she, this. And, and, you know, she does have kind of like that PTSD of, you know, some of those Mark, Mount Carmel crowds were a little rough, you know. So she's like, oh, they hate, they're they going to hate me. Like, I don't know, you know, but like, I really want to do this. But I, she didn't think it was going to be what I knew that it would be, you know. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it was, I mean, I felt so great about how we were going to do the angle, right? Like once, once I kind of audibled from the, you know, the Cardona Myers and Chelsea thing, I thought, cause I mean, Myers was a big part of it cause Brit you know, much like any wrestler on earth with a brain, like thinks Brian Myers is just like a genius of a professional wrestler. And she really wanted to wrestle him, you know, much, much like Chelsea and much like Cardona, you know, but like, she really like, like Brian Myers was a big piece of this puzzle. Well, and he was around in AIW when she was first starting out. Like they, I mean, they were crossing paths. So like, I, I had, I explained it to her and then like, even like on Sunday, the Sunday before she forgot and I had to like say like, no, like it changed, you know, um, which she was okay with, uh, but she really wanted Russell Brian Myers. I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, (laughs) and that was a big, I mean, it, like, it's not that juicy of a story, like I was saying, but, um, you know, it's just like little things like that to where you like, I go, Oh, okay. Well maybe this is going to make it fall apart, you know, or maybe this is going to make it fall apart or, you know, maybe, you know, AEW doesn't want her wrestling. You know, she has a TV match, you know, that week, you know, just different things were, you know, very, uh, very concerning. And like, I was just anxious the whole time. And, um, you know, on Sunday, she started the Sunday before she started asking me all these questions finally about it. Um, and I was like, what's going on? And she's like, well, Tony, uh, Tony's asking me what's going on. You know what the plan is. And I was like, oh, no, like I, I was just I, I got, you know, when, and no reason to get scared. But like, I just got like, oh, he's not going to he's not going to know who any of these people are. 
you know, and he's going to say absolutely not. Um, and then, you know, she just said, no, he just wanted to know, you know, he's totally cool with it. Uh, and, you know, just uh, wanted to, you know, reiterate, you know, that he hopes that nobody hurts me sort of thing. So, which is understandable. He doesn't know, you know, yeah, everybody, um, you know, this is his, you know, this is his investment. Um, you know, this is his, you know, a, a major television star on his product. Um, so anyway, you know, I, I know this is maybe a boring, uh, explanation of everything, but you know, uh, Sunday, which, you know, that was when we were having our big board meeting or whatever, and we're trying to really work out the gauntlet. And then like, I started getting these texts and I went, Oh no, it's all falling apart. Um, I was terrified. Right. And then I'm just terrified. And like, she says, it's fine, but then I'm just anxious all week. Um, and you know, I'll, I'll get into why in, in a few minutes, but, um, you know, it was really a testament to her pushing this through. I mean, she's the only one that could have pushed this through, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, and, she could have easily said no. She could have easily said, I, eh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Cause there's a lot of people like that, sure. um, that once they make it, they make it and that's it. Um, and you know, well, make- and I want to clarify a little bit though, like on, on her behalf, cause I don't want people listening to this and being like, Oh, Brit doesn't respect the Indies, even though this is how she came up. You know, it's not about that so much as how you had already alluded to her schedule is so jam packed. Yeah. I mean, she just doesn't that. I mean, she got on a flight early the next morning and was out of town again. She had to be somewhere. Right. Uh, I mean, she actually had to turn something down, which is, you know, a, a big comic convention, comic, you know, thing where, you know, she does extremely well, uh, to do AIW. Um, you know, that's, there's just, you know, so much, so much more money involved in this convention circuit, you know, and then, you know, on top of the dental practice, the TV schedule, all the traveling, um, you know, she just does not have the time to go out and, you know, work the Indies every, every single weekend, you know, and, you know, uh, she also needs to, you know, preserve her body as well, which is understandable. Right. Right. Um, so, I mean, so this is what I'll get into as to why my anxiety was so high. Mm-hmm. She said she did not want a fee. She did want she did not want me to buy a flight. She did not want me to buy a hotel room. She was going to do all of it and cover the entire thing, which made me feel uneasy because you know i don't i would have paid her whatever she would have asked you know and i i certainly would have covered the travel in the hotel um but i you know i didn't know when she was coming when she was leaving what was going on um and finally on late Saturday morning. Cause I didn't really hear from her f- Friday. Um, 
you know, I got, I, I had a reminder like Wednesday cause she keeps her gear at TV. Like, you know, they, they, it travels with the AEW stuff. I said, you have to get your gear, you have to get your boots. And, you know, she told me that she had it all on Wednesday packed away. Uh, but Saturday, I didn't know what, I didn't know what was going on. I, I didn't, because usually, you know, I buy the flight. So if there's a delay, I get an email or a text, you know, all that stuff. So like, <laughs> literally we were just flying blind on, you know, what was, what was going on. Um, and, you know, she told me when she landed and all that stuff, but, um, earlier in the day, I heard from Swoggle who was running and he was having also, he was having travel issues with people that were coming to his show. Mm-hmm. So he was, you know, was calling me at eight o'clock in the morning and he was just like, Hey, you know, like this is what's, go- what's going on with me. And it just kind of event to vent and, you know, was bouncing solutions off of me. And I was like, dude, like this is giving me an anxiety attack. <laughs> Cause like, the same airport that he was having trouble with was the same airport Britt was coming from. So I was like, Oh my God. And like, if she didn't make it, nobody would have known. Right. Like it, it wouldn't have mattered, but I knew how important this whole thing was going to be and how big it was going to be. Like I've had envisioned this hat like happening a million times. <clears throat> so finally, like I get a text you know, like 11 something in the morning. And it's like, Oh, Liv Morgan's on my flight. She just saw me. And I was like, Oh, well, at least she's, <laughs> she's on her way. Cause there was a house show, uh, in Canton in on Canton, Saturday. Yeah. So like WWE people were on her flight. Um, so I was like, well, I guess she's coming, you know what I mean? And then, um, she didn't want to ride. She didn't want picked up, you know, she took an Uber to, and, and, and did all of that. And then, um, got to, you know, she told me she landed, which, you know, my anxiety was a little eased at that point. And then when she finally arrived about like six fifteen to the Tadmore shrine and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> you've practically giving me a heart attack all day. <laughs> I knew where she was. I was, uh, cause she landed about the same time as Eddie. So, uh, she and I were texting and figuring it out at that point. She's like, ah, I want to nap and I want to work out. She did not want to go to Waffle House with Eddie Kingston and I, but, but you know, maybe her loss. I don't know. Maybe not. She probably made the better decision. Uh, do you remember John Thorne, the original? idea and pitch for the Brit city shooters though we brought this yeah. up that this has been in motion but it was going to be at wrestle rager last year at the first stop it was and uh at the time the rip city shooters were were heels and it was going to be the Brit city shooters wearing all pittsburgh gear against uh parker pierce i don't remember who the other one was uh, but then um peyton hillis <laughs> if we could get him yeah, there's a lot of wild ideas about that WrestleRager last year, as we've documented on this podcast. Could you imagine looking back at that WrestleRager now if we had had the Brit City been, Shooters, Peyton Hillis, and then I will know, say the, I, I, I will say the I will say the Brit City Shooters idea has been on the table for quite some time. It has, yes. Um, but yeah, so I mean, it was just such a, a crazy day. And, you know, uh, just to go back to how bad that she wanted to do it, she, uh, 
and I don't want to blow her spot up or anything like that, but you know, I, I think it needs to be said, you know, she did refuse a fee. She refused any flight money. She refused hotel money, her meet and greet money. She took and gave to Pedro and said, put this towards the company. And then she took her own personal money and paid every single one of the local AIW crew, you know, that have come through the school. She paid every single one of those that were in her match a cash bonus, uh, which is great. You know, it's it's crazy. And it's, uh, you know, it's like a one in a million thing, in my opinion, uh, for somebody to come and do that of her caliber. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, it's great. I mean, it's amazing. It was, um, it, it was so cool to have her back and, you know, there are goosebump moments throughout the course of that night. And, uh, and, and that was one of them. And oh, I mean, you, I must... if you watch it back, I'll tell you what, uh, I, as a, as your ring announcer and person who's there and everything, I try to keep a, relatively good straight face um i do not have one there man uh grinning ear to ear because it it just not even just for us but just knowing brit um as long as i've known her and what being back means to her and then what that reception you know meant uh it, it was so hard not to smile and just be excited and happy for everybody involved for for aiw for the the our guys that were in the match with her for the fans and and for brit um just a, a unbelievably special moment yeah and you know again i don't want to blow her spot up but i mean it needs to be said you know what she did for that to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. um, you know, so go to that, go to her pro wrestling tea store or something, you know what I mean? Buy a t-shirt. I mean, she didn't have to do any of this, you know, like, uh, we all are, you know, I know you and I especially are very self-aware enough to know that she is a gigantic superstar now in the world of wrestling. Right. And, you know, I am certainly familiar with how gigantic superstars handle themselves in the world of wrestling. Mm-hmm. And whether she went to our school or not, I mean, she didn't have to do that. Um, and she did. And, you know, uh, just kind of one more little notation about that is at the end of the night, you know, when she did, she did the meet and greet and all that stuff. And um, her and Pedro were account were counting the money. And then, you know, she's uh, explaining, you know, in to us in secret that she wants to, to pay all these guys um, that were in the match, these bonuses. So I go and, you know, I, I start rounding those guys up and I say, hey, go see Pedro around the corner. And Britt leaves and, you know, she says bye and, and, and she leaves. So my assumption was, okay, you're not taking fee and you know, all this other stuff, she's going to re she's going to keep that meet and greet money. So, you know, I assume that's what they were doing back there, her and Pedro. And, you know, she even keeps me in the dark of this as like uh, a, a surprise to me, so to speak. And, 
Um, so she leaves, you know, pretty quickly gets out of there. And then, um, Pedro is doing, you know, giving out these bonuses and then, you know, the, the, excuse me, the shrine people were, you know, kind of honest about how messy it was in the locker room. So it was very chaotic at the end of the night. And, you know, Pedro is trying to, you know, he's vacuuming and he's doing all this stuff. And then, you know, I, I grab a student and I say, Hey, do this. I said, Pedro, let's <laughs> go for a walk. I was like, you know, cause I wasn't privy to anything that went on, you know, back there when, you know, they were going, going over this meet and greet. And I said, well, you know, how the, how did the meet and greet do? And he told me, and I, I said, um, Oh, good. I'm glad, you know, that she made something, you know, for doing all this. He said, no, he said, she said that this money goes to the company. She didn't take a dollar. And I said, what? <laughs> and I mean, dude, like, honestly, like I, it almost made me cry. Like I, I got very, I felt very emotional about that. Cause I mean, that was, that's crazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like to, to do that. Um, you know, she, she gave up her time, did a match, did a meet and greet. Like, you know, I, I know what she gets for these comic cons. And I mean, it's an insane, it's an insane amount of money. Like, so it's like for her to give that up and then give every dollar back, like, Dude, like that's great. I, I texted her and I said, Dude, "What are you doing? Like, come get this money." And she just said, "No, that's for you. That's for AIW. You guys are a big reason why where I am, where I am, and you guys, you know, took care of me when I was a scrub. So I want you to have, I want you to have it all. And I mean, that's, I mean, that's just crazy. You know, I don't want this to be, you know, exposing too much of the business or whatever, but." You know, it needs to be it needs to be noted somewhere on the record that, you know, what she did because she wants this company to still be here. Uh, pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's kind of the theme of the day was everybody, um, really everybody just giving back to this company, which Insane. made, I think, the whole day even more special. I mean, you know, not to blow his spot up, but Eddie Kingston, same thing. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. And we're not asking, you know what I mean? I would, I would, I would have given Brit X amount of thousands of dollars on Saturday. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It would have been worth every penny. Um, just, yeah, just crazy. And listen, if you're listening to this, don't think that you're going to get that deal either. Okay. I want to preface (laughs) that. You know, um, there, there is in fact a special bond that, uh, this organization has with those people. It's just, you know, and I, sometimes I don't buy into it because so many things have not gone that way. So I am a little jaded and when it happens, it just like, it just, it hits me so hard. You know what I mean? Like it just kind of breaks down. Cause I do have this kind of, you know, ex- kind of hardened, you know, just outlook on dealings with people in the, in the business, you know? And man, when that happens, it's just like, man, like it's it just so like, it hits you like a ton of bricks. Like, honestly, 
And, you know, in Eddie, Eddie's form, additionally of giving back, um, you know, becomes, which a fantastic write up on, uh, was it, was that the ringer.com? Yes. It was, the ringer. Remember, right. Um, you know, great, great write up there of Eddie's match with Isaiah Broner. And it gets listed with all this, all this stuff that's happening in mainstream television wrestling. And then like, also go watch this match. <laughs> Eddie kicks at Isaiah Broner. But to their point, man, he doesn't have to go out and have a match like that on the independence anymore. No, he, te- he texted, I don't know if, I don't think it was in the ringer, but he texted me uh, today. He's like, I, he's like, I read some articles said I should have went out there and just had a comedy match. <laughs> he's like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's not going to be who he is, but uh, so there's that. And then, you know, and then just all the other surprises of the day, those are, surprises and those are uh, you know those are uh i can't think of the words results of the connection that those people feel to this company uh, you know let's start you start with gary the king baller uh, gary came up in the aiw school uh went on to law school folks he's he's doing great we had a great conversation uh, before the show, I, I sat there and talked to him for 20, 30 minutes and just catching up on life and things and what he's up to. And yeah, he's a practicing uh, lawyer at a big firm, practicing lawyer. You know? And you know, but the AIW and, and what he did here holds a very special place in his heart. So when that opportunity is presented to him, so, hey, Gary, you know, you know, has to come back and do a whole bunch of matches, but man, what if you come back and do this gauntlet, do this one spot? He's yeah. in, you know. I mean, it just felt um, the whole day, and you know, uh, obviously, this these specifically, you know, like the two instances with the you know people that are now on to great superstardom, Eddie Kingston and Britt Baker, them, you know, um, kind of saying no, this is for you guys. I mean, uh, insane, just feeling. You know what I mean? Just nuts. Um, but then just seeing all of these old faces, um, it's very easy to just dislike people from your wrestling past. But I mean, uh, some of the, you know, the, the, the group that we put together on Saturday was just, man, it could not have been a happier, just great group of people. Um, to be back in the locker room again, it was, um, and you know, I know I told you this, but before I saw Brit, you know, cause somebody, cause we got to trying to open up all these extra rooms cause we definitely wanted to hide her. Um, so before I saw her, you know, um, Dom came and grabbed me and like, uh, he, he, he was like, the Eagle has landed, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like she's in the building. So I'm like, Oh, okay. I should go <laughs> find her. Um, because you know, I even texted her. I said, I'm not going to believe this is happening until you're actually in the Tadmore shrine. I don't care. Even if you're in Cleveland right now, like I'm not believing it until you're in the Tadmore shrine. So anyway, uh, Dom tells me this and I go in the back and like her and Dick justice are hugging and, well, 
well, you let me, realize. Let me, here, let me, I'll give you. Let me give you this story. Well, before I, <laughs> before, before you say it though, because this I I, I know you're I know you're, you're part of it, but um, like seeing that and you just go, wow, like this is a for real family reunion today, you know, because. I'm sure yeah. they were, you know, they were both, you know, in those AIW locker rooms all those years ago, you know, 2016, 2017, um, you know, like uh, probably were in some sort well, of and scrambles some, together were, uh, and stuff. Not just scrambles. See, you forgot about this, John Thorne. This, we talk about this all the time, man. Biggins, yeah, that lockdown memory. Uh, Space Monkey and Dick Justice were Brit's backup. In storyline for, I mean, a good yeah, part I mean, of I time. I don't remember that either. Uh, probably with the swaddle yeah, thing. So, so they were part of it, and uh, yeah, I think they yeah, they were part of the swaggle thing. They were they were there during that match. So, but like um, seeing that, you know, I they, went. They worked together. Seeing that, I was like, wow, like this is so weird. I guess you know you, because it's like, yeah, of course they know each other. Of course they're friendly with each other of course it's great for them to see each other but like you know it's like uh, it's it's weird you know because of what Brit has gone on to be and it's like weird to see her kind of like back almost back in time again you know like mm-hmm. with all of these guys that were around so early in her career and like how happy she was to see everybody and like yeah. that's the first image I saw of Brit on Saturday and I went, you know, wow. Like this is, this is like a family reunion. Like you don't, you like, it was just, it's crazy. It's like, you know, your cousin that you haven't seen in, you know, five or six years, you know, it's just, yeah. it was, it, it was really kind of, you know, I'm not like a big, you know, softy or whatever, but like this day, like did it to me, you know, like, uh, like seeing that like was just like, man, like this is just like so nice that everybody is together just for these few hours again, you know? It was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was so great. I, I talked to Gary for a while and then I'm on the microphone testing well, you, out you, the you want to, you want to, yeah, wanna yeah the story. so, so I'm standing, I'm standing in the back and, um, you know, it was similar to what you're saying. Like, oh man, so great. Like this little family reunion thing. And I'm back there with, Marion Fontaine and Ben Boone and and Dick Justice and we're all talking and hamming it up and having a good time and Britt comes walking down the hallway and she's like oh hey Steve guy and she starts walking towards me and she walks towards me she's, oh my gosh and sees Marion Fontaine she's like oh Ben Boone and gives Ben Boone a hug and then you know hugs me and starts talking to me and um, she asks you know you see Thorne I'm like ah no I'm not sure where he is he's around whatever blah blah and then. And Dick Justice just kind of behind her. He's like, oh, well, I guess I don't really mean she must not remember me or whatever. And but the thing is, and everybody saw this obviously when he comes out later on as a gauntlet surprise. Uh, Dick Justice is largely, which oh by the way, this is another thing we did last week on the podcast. We knew that Dick Justice was going to be there when we asked whatever happened to him. Oh, but yeah. he is that was such a, that, that was such a softball lie for me to to do last week. Oh in yeah. The box. I haven't talked to him. <laughs> like I literally have been texting him for weeks. But he he is very much retired mostly from wrestling outside of, of old wrestling. Um so a lot of people haven't seen him 
And man, just great for him, the transformation that he's undergone and he has lost so much weight uh, that to a lot of people, he doesn't have those sunglasses, the bandana and the fanny pack on. They don't realize it's Dick Justice. And that's what happened with Britt. (laughs) And she's standing back there. And so I go, "Uh, hey, Britt, I was like, you probably didn't recognize, but let me introduce you to uh, the rest of Dick Justice that's still left. <laughs> you know, she, she turns around, she's like, oh my God. <laughs> and, and then gives him that long embrace and they talk for a while. And, you know, she, she was just like everybody else. And I mean, so many of us, I think at first, were like, who the heck is this walking in? And we're like, holy shit, that's, that's Dick Justice, man. And such, uh, so it was so great for him and to see him uh, doing well. And, and I mean, all these guys doing well, you know, Ben Boone, so happy to be there. Like I said, I was on, I was on the microphone testing the mics and it, when Ben walked in and I almost shouted in the microphone, Ben Boone in the house. I was like, let me not do that. There's people outside. Uh, you know, he was a late, he was a late, he was a late addition, Ben Boone. He was. Yeah. He was a he late, was a late addition. We had, we had a few, we had a few declines, which we won't get into. Yeah. But um, we had a lot it's, more. We had a lot more planned uh, for the gauntlet because um, the thing is, is there were so many shows going on, and people were so many people were already booked by the time we realized we we're going to do the gauntlet. Um, so we're like, man, we're going to have to really dig up some surprises to make this thing work, and. Um, we, we contacted a lot more people that, you know, were unavailable, you know, people that, you know, aren't active wrestlers as well, you know, that just weren't available to do it or, you know, out of town and things like that. But um, there were a few, there were a few different plans for that uh, Ben Boone spot at number four. And, um, you know, I was like, I'm going to text Ben Boone. I think, you know, he's been in so many different eras of AIW. I was like, I think uh, he would be great, especially for, you know, once we w- started working it out and, you know, we knew that we were going to start with two females um, mm-hmm. and I knew that he was doing this bachelor gimmick and I thought that that would just kind of be a funny spot. Um, so, you know, he didn't get added until a few days uh, before Gauntlet. Um, but, you know, I thought it was great. Yeah, it was fantastic. Uh, having Everybody played there their spots so well, you know, the streak leaves, lives on for Marion Fontaine, 15 consecutive gone for the goals. No I matter. forgot, I forgot to book him. Uh, I forget. <laughs> I, for, I forget. I totally, for, I mean, if you think of it, it's been three years since we had a gauntlet and yeah. like so much has happened and we had announced it. And then somebody said it like a fan said it or something. And I went, Oh fuck. I better, I better text them and see if he could do it, you know? And, um, I texted him and he was like, Oh man. He's like, I'm having like a medical procedure on Friday. He's like, I didn't, I would have not planned it if, um, you know, if I knew, you know, and he's like, and then he's like, ah, you know what? He's like, it's only minor procedure. He's like, uh, I'll do it. He's like, maybe we'll just do one of those in and outs. Um, but you know, the streak has to live on. And I said, it's the only streak left in the whole business, man. Like you have to do it. And he's like, yeah, all right. He's like, I'm in, I'll be there. So there is one other streak, but (laughs) what's the other streak? 
the Colin J lit. Well, you know, the, yeah, I'm, the Fontaine one is a little longer. Um, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. I will uh, through conversation with him. I I won't. I don't tell you the number, but he has a number in mind. Oh yeah, he told me. He he told me how. It, okay. Which 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 I think. <laughs> It, it, I'm sure you're not listening, but if you're out there listening, Marion Fontaine, I think that number that you gave me on Saturday, I think we could double it easily <laughs> in years for the gauntlet. So, <laughs> especially if you do like you did uh, this past Saturday, just a quick in and out. But uh, you know, yeah, great to have him. And then uh, I, so we both have watched the gauntlet. Well, I mean, back. so like, so what was great about the Fontaine thing and like, yeah. what was great about a lot of the stuff is, you know, I, I was watching it back non-wrestling fan and like it was, it was getting, some of the stuff was getting pops, like, you know, Fontaine in and out going, ah, oh, well, and just walk, just continuing to walk to the back, like, stuff, <laughs> they like loved it. just little stuff like that was getting, you know, was getting reaction. And that's just kind of, um, accustomed to a lot of things, but um, I, I think mostly it's because we really try to put in, I'm not trying to say AW is better than anything or whatever, just my opinion that we try to put out like total packages as opposed to like good wrestlers. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like the, that's yeah. the one thing I noticed, like a lot of these people in this company have come, have been made straight from, the school, you know, straight from the AW Academy, but the presentation is that they are stars. You know what I mean? Um, and you really feel that in the gauntlet, I think this year, you know, and if you really boil it down, how many people came from the AW Academy, it's, it's, it's pretty crazy. Um, and how, you know, people think they're legitimate threats and all these different things. Um, I was really proud of the gauntlet match. Um, you know, uh, pull back the curtain a little bit, you know, shout out to uh, the Duke for facilitating a, a boardroom for us to mm-hmm. really work this whole thing out and workshop so much stuff um, t- to make sure things made sense and to get absolution kind of on a track and, um, you know, it just, uh, it was, it was great. And I, and I don't want to continue, like, I'm going to bounce around. I'm going to bounce back to the actual Brit thing. Um, it was, man, like the, the execution of all four people in that segment was so good. Um, yeah. I, typically do not micromanage stuff so much, but I really kind of laid out how I wanted it to go. And it was, you know, in, in, in my head, you know, like this is the ECW pay-per-view match. This is the new Jack spot with the run-ins that leads into a match. Right. And like Brit was new Jack. Um, the last, you know, the last big pop, you can also say it's, you know, a house show booking or whatever, but, um, people were so hot that Dom for Dom to get the belt, um, off of Broski, and it got fucked off so early. 
And honestly, shout out to the rain and the bad weather that started later in the evening because we were able to sneak in all of these surprises unnoticed. The only one that I know that the fan saw is Tuan because he went to get food and then he walked back right in through the fucking front door <laughs> where the fans were. And I said, Tuan, you're surprised, man. Said, oh, shit. For real? <laughs> he walked in with like, you know, he walked in with like Burger King or something like right through that front door. And I was like, I know there's fans out there because I was just talking to like Caden and Justin Doan and all these people. And that was an hour ago. I know there's more people out there. He's like, oh, man, I didn't know. <laughs> oh, so, so funny. The only one that I know was blown was Tuan, but everybody else snuck in. Um, and I really shout out the bad weather because, you know, I know that they are planning a tailgate and people were kind of there were fans. I love you, but there were some fans, you know, kind of snooping around a little bit, you know, I, it, which I, it's exciting. You want to know, you know, um, but I think how things went down. That's proof to, you know, sometimes you just got to live in the moment and experience it. Um, yeah. I don't think that there was a person on the planet that thought Bert Baker was going to be there. I No. Spe- no. Uh, even people in the locker room didn't know, you know. Um, the rest of the students, you know, like that they didn't know. The, lots of the people on the show didn't know. I mean, um, but thankfully, you know, that kind of rain bad weather that was incoming i think kind of you know nixed some of these this big tailgate plan i know they did it for a little bit but you know the fact that we were able to get her in and then you know uh shout out to the tadmore shrine who you know unlocked this like secret doorway that had a bathroom because typically we have to share a bathroom with the public Um, right right but they like unlocked a special door so like you know, there was no reason that Britt needed to leave the backstage area or any of the mystery people needed to leave the backstage area and risk getting seen uh, as the show went on. So, um, man, I've watched that. It, it, I, sh- I, said, I don't know. Uh, I, I said I it on I said it on Twitter. Well, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I, we had a close call because uh, not everyone knew about this bathroom you know, this extra bathroom yet at the time. And then we ended up locking the door from our side that goes in the bathroom. We share with fans and Caden just missed (laughs) crossing paths with Manders before we found out. So, and then we found out about this other one. I was like, Hey, nobody go in there or whatever. And and, yeah. uh, Yeah. So that was, that was pretty uh, amusing. Yeah, we, uh, so it's finally like, so once she was there and everything, and then once everyone was there, I like left them be. We put that, we put everybody in that match in a back room that nobody was at, and I just like let it, let them be. And then, um, you know, after intermission, you know, they're all coming to Gorilla and they're, they all seem very, very like we got, you know, this is going to be good. And, you know, uh, they're all, you know, it was crazy, you know, like Brits geared up, they're all geared up. The shooters got Scott Hall gear, you know what I mean? Because Brit had been wearing the Scott Hall stuff. They're all little, you know, little kind of, uh, Easter eggs 
you know, that have been dropped over the, you know, the last little while, like I said, with the doctors in, and then they came out with this Scott Hall gear on and stuff. Um, but when Britt was at gorilla and the angles getting ready to go down, like I gave, like I unlocked my iPad and I gave it the jingle toes. And I said, when the run and start happening, start recording and like, don't stop. So I gave it to him and he, I told him, and then I go back and like, you know, the shooters are out and then the monitor goes out and, you know, we're waiting for like, we needed the, that visual of Chelsea giving the low blows. So Brit's music get hit and the monitor went out. Like the monitor went out, like as soon as the shooters get the clippers and then like, so like we're flying blind back there and I want to say maybe, uh, Calvin from members only or chase Oliver or both of them were both. There were people peeking out of the curtain, right? Because nobody could see to hit the music. So like right when you hear the crowd react to the low blow, I was, I like ran out in the crowd and I was like, I have to be in the crowd for this. And man, that was some electricity like like got legitimate goosebumps i mean craziest pop in aw history by a million you know uh, the eddie kingston surprise thing really rivals it but yeah that was much less fewer people and you know that show kind of that eddie kingston reaction is really what made me feel comfortable about doing it this way with her unadvertised. I was like, you know, this is going to be a moment it, you know, we mm-hmm. could have sold a thousand tickets if we advertised for Baker, but this moment of nobody in the world expected to see her. There were plenty of AEW fans in the crowd because of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Uh, and it was just so perfect. I, I couldn't think of a, like a better way to do that whole thing. I mean, and you know, this is a, this was, you know, and I I get also trust me that not everyone is a fan of hers, but you have to respect that this was a gigantic moment. And, you know, I wanted to do something big for, especially the people that held on to these tickets for two plus years, you know, and uh, they didn't have to, and they stuck by us. And, you know, there's a lot of our loyal fans that have stuck by us throughout this whole pandemic. So I really wanted to pull out one of the biggest cards that I had up my sleeve. You know, there ain't, there aren't too many bigger than that. uh, If at all, you know what I mean? That are, that are possible at this point. So um, that was where it was like, everybody that was there is going to remember that that happened. And that pop was such a genuine reaction. Like it was, it was perfect, man. Perfect. And, you know, I, I joked with her. I said, I don't care what you do after the music hits. You don't even have to get in the ring. (laughs) Like (laughs) that music hits and you stand on that stage is all I want. That's the moment that I've envisioned forever. And 
after that, you do whatever you want to do. I don't care. You don't even have to tag in. Like, cause I knew that people were going to lose their minds. Um, they so lost yeah. their minds again when she did get that hot tag though, by the way. Well, I know. I mean, and you know, they went on and they had, a, they had a, they had a really good match, uh, you know, very, you know, high paced and, you know, it was, it was crazy. Um, but like, I wanted to give back to our fan base. I mean, that's what it was all about. And I want people to realize, like, I feel like some people have counted this out and like, you know, thought that, you know, we're, we're not in anymore or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, that's not true. Like we never fucking went anywhere. We've always been here and we've always been able to do these things. Uh, but you got to wait until it matters. And on Saturday, I thought it matters. Saturday was the kickoff to like our big kind of hot run through the summer. Um, so I wanted to give that, you know, like whatever kind of thoughts people have had about writing us off or not paying attention to us anymore. Um, I wanted to make them second guess that uh, as well as give something back uh, to our, our fans that have stuck with us. You know, how crazy is it that people showed up at that show? They a didn't know if Eddie Kingston was going to, or not going to do a meet and greet. And then they got to do a meet and greet with Burt Baker. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. Which that line, wow. that line was crazy at the end of the night. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, it really was. Yeah, but you saw people just start lining up immediately, which is, uh, which is great. Um, you know, before we, we get out of here, of course, the, the one surprise we haven't talked about, uh, and commented on too much are the boys from Jollyville. And, uh, it's just funny watching gauntlet for the gold back. And in my mind, when that match is coming, I'm thinking to myself, is our color commentator, Nathan Zagura, who now works for the Cleveland Browns as color commentary, and you know is employed by the NFL and whatnot. Is he going to refer to them <laughs> as the fuckets during the course of this match? And he he did not. He I, he did what I thought he would, which is the right move for his sake, and continuously referring to them as uh, the boys from Jollyville or Jollyville somehow. <laughs> but it was it was awesome for them to get the reaction that they got as well, uh, having not been back in you know, three years. And I knew that I I knew that was going to be an okay one. That one was like for like the hardcore AIW fans. They've been gone for a few years. Uh, but those hardcores were really going to enjoy it, but I knew, you know, you know, what was great about having them as a surprise early on because so, and this is, I'm going to explain, I'm going to explain why I did it. And maybe you were going to say that, but everybody wanted to, you know, everyone always would say T money Broner and all this stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But like I kept, you know, when we were going back and forth, um, you know, when we're all working out this gauntlet. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think that the fuckets were even booked until the Sunday before, like leading up the gauntlet. Um, I, I could be wrong. That but, sounds right to me. Like I remember bringing them up and we're talking were, about it. And we, there were a we lot of people. There were like a lot of people that were booked within like a few days notice. Um, and my thing was, is once you send one out, like that's it. The like, other one's there. Yeah. The other one's there and it kind of kills their pop if you're just using them for the gauntlet. But 
if you just do this impromptu match, you get the pop and then, you know, there's an explanation for them to be in the gauntlet. So yeah, I decided to add a match, you know what I mean? Because everyone wanted to see T money and Broner. Um, that's a hardcore old school AIW fan. Um, so, you know, we decided, you know, we threw a match down and, um, you know, we were able to get them both in the gauntlet and, uh, you know, uh, they, uh, the Jollyville Falcons have signed, you know, a, a multi-date deal with AIW again. So um, they are back. You know, I, I don't know if it's forever, for a few shows, whatever. But uh, I can say that, you know, we've agreed to mul- multiple dates coming out of the gauntlet. So um, that's why we were able to kind of start setting up a, a few things here and there. And um I was I was extremely happy to uh, to have those guys back. I mean, it was, I mean, it was great. It was great seeing so many people, and um, yeah, I mean, they are a legendary AIW act, and yeah, absolutely. I knew that they were going to get a pop, but like, well, once so- that once they once they got that reaction, which was decent. I was like, oh yeah. my god, they're gonna fucking lose their minds in a little bit. And then you know, everybody CPA, everybody got great reactions. Yeah, there's in, our other surprise. CPA, yep. Twan, I mean, even yeah, like and, and the all the reactions. Up. Yeah, but you know, in fairness, Twan has hung out at multiple shows, so I think it's not a foregone conclusion that he would be on it. You know what I mean? Um, that he could just be there because it's a big show and he wants to watch and enjoy. Right. Um, I mean, everybody got the reactions that we wanted to and the moments that we wanted to happen to get also get reactions. Uh, people reacted in a great way. Seeds have been planted, folks. Uh, if you know, I'll, I'll say that. But um, you know, the 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 cool thing about the T Money Broner showdown was that because we surprised everybody with. Uh, Jollyville Fuckets previously in that tag team match, even the people who didn't really know them, the moment that T Money walked out and it's just Isaiah Broner. Yeah, really like standing in that ring. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everybody, everybody else who had watched T Money just beat the shit out of the Bitcoin boys earlier the night knew instantly at that moment, like, oh wow. (laughs) These two are about to come face to face. This is, you know, shit's gonna go down here. Uh, so it, it still garnered a really great reaction there. Um, yeah. CPA, what a goof. The three shirts that are exactly the same. Just kept taking them off. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was, it, it was great to see all those, you know, all those people. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm extremely uh, happy with how the event went. I'm just hoping that the momentum can continue. Um because we have a pretty hefty schedule coming up, you know, June 17th, Odeon, July 7th, Winchester hasn't been announced yet, but now you know about it. Uh, July 23rd, absolution, July 30th, the bill Alfonso hardcore tournament just announced yesterday. Um, Jaylet, August 19th and 20th. Uh, and, uh, Russell rager is returning to where it all began for the second time we <laughs> we will be back at the newly rebranded rebranded no class formerly known as a now that's class on august 27th uh so 
a very busy summer. And I forgot about the North Canton Street Festival on August uh, 13th. So very busy summer coming up. The North Canton Festival is free of charge, though. Um, there you go. But yeah, I mean, I really wanted to set the tone. Um, I think we knocked it out of the park. Um, one thing that, you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but, you know, without our loyal, most loyal fans, none of this stuff works and none of this stuff gets over. You know what I mean? I, I would yeah. guarantee you a large portion of the crowd did not know who Gary the King Baller was. But the reaction that the fans give that knew him and were so happy to see him is infectious. You know what I mean? And yeah, um, you have to just give a shout out to all of those people that have, you know, been riding with us for years and years and years. Um, because, you know, their support becomes infectious and, you know, helps continue to, you know, get more people on board. Um, you know, there's probably people that didn't know who CPA was and, um, you know, I, I just think it's great that we do have people that are just so, um, knowledgeable and, you know, support us month in and month out and, you know, sometimes twice a month. Um, it's great. You know what I mean? And, you know, all those people, especially, you know, in the discord and, um, you know, everywhere else that are really, you know, like just the most hardcore AW fans, that stuff really helps the live atmosphere. And, you know, without you guys, uh, it's probably not as fun for those new fans that are there for the first time, you know, like uh, mm -hmm. I just wanted to shout out the fans cause they make it a fun and welcoming atmosphere, you know, and it's uh, not like that at, at everywhere else at, at other independents throughout the country. So I just wanted to kind of, you know, thank our fan base for, you know, m making Gauntlet happen because honestly, you know, so much of that stuff could have fallen flat on its face, um, but they made it fun for everybody because, you know, they know the product uh, and it helps kind of get more people on board, you know, um, listen, we're doing a gauntlet with, you know, very obscure quote unquote, AIW legends, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> but you know, the, the fan, you know, the fan support just helped the event, you know, uh, just go from, you know, probably, I don't know, just knocked it out of the park. I don't even know how to explain it, but you know, the energy from the fans is really what made Saturday night, you know, one of the best AIW shows that that's ever happened in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I think that's well said. And, uh, I think that's a, a great ending point and ending thought. There's so much more that we could talk about with this show. Uh, we will at a later date, but, uh, you know, we want to talk about the big surprises and the big surprise that you all got to see this past Saturday at gauntlet for the gold. And obviously We've taken up probably enough of your day talking about it, but there's so much more to talk about, and we will at another point in time. Uh, as I said, seeds have been planted for what's to come here uh, in the coming months of AIW and shows. There are more surprises in store, I can tell you that. And, um, you know, to try and learn more and more and to hear more about what happened uh, this past weekend, 
you're just going to have to listen to this podcast whenever we throw it out. So for AIW owner, John Thorne. Hold on. Before you sign off, off, I mean, it's not any like news, like super breaking news, but uh, something that we forgot to mention is we were able to meet with the organizers of Great Lakes WrestleFest on Saturday. And this is where this Bill Alfonso hardcore tournament has come, has has kind of sprung out of um, that meeting. And they are also kind of revamping their ticketing, um, which should be available at the latest this Friday. Um, You know, last year they kind of just went with two ticket levels. um, And uh, now they're going to kind of revamp that. And, um, you know, make it, uh, make it a little bit more affordable, um, you know, make the, make the seating around the ring a little bit more premium, um, and kind of, uh, make the event a little bit more well-rounded as far as pricing goes. Um, a very great meeting with those, uh, guys and gals on Saturday. And, uh, it looks like it's going to be a very fun day of activities and, di- and different things. Um, I can uh, probably confirm Steve that uh, I believe we will be doing our first ever live. The card is going to change in front of an audience uh, on July 30th. Wow. So before I, uh... the Bill Alfonso hardcore tournament. So that means you have to get there before 15 minutes before doors. <laughs> <laughs> hey pal i was there well before 15 minutes before doors is best well weekend. that's uh, right because eddie kingston wanted to come and see everybody but you got it <laughs> we're gonna have to get you there a little early uh in ashtabula because uh we're gonna do a live card is going to change podcast i believe um maybe some of your other favorite you know regional based wrestling podcasts will uh also be participating in the wrestle fest uh afternoon uh, before we start the Bill Alfonso Hardcore Tournament, which uh, is going to start around 5 p.m. on July 30th. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to give those uh, those guys and gals a shout out because um, they are working hard to they they're, you know, just like us in Cleveland and Akron. They want to bring quality wrestling event to their area in Ashtabula. Um, and we are going to help them last year was certainly an experiment. And I think, uh, we all learned things from that kind of, um, you know, experiment and we're going to move forward this year and try some different things out. Um, so hopefully, you know, people come out and, uh, support them because, you know, they just want to do, you know, like what everyone else wants to do and they just want good wrestling to come to their town. So, um, Tickets on sale Friday, this Friday at the latest. There you go, folks. There you have it. All right. So officially, we bring this one to an end. Uh, so much more information to come your way in coming weeks and uh, you know more recapping, I'm sure, and stories from uh, over this past weekend to come as well. So for AIW owner John Thorne, my name is Steve Guy. We will talk to you next time right here on The Card is Going to Change. And one last thank you goes out to you, Tony Khan. We appreciate you.